welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. To hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories, I'm your host, Fred. That great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And Crazy Dog Audio Theater will be our focus today as we do something we do only very rarely, which is feature something we've had on the show before. Um, this time it's The Last Harbinger, a tale of a civilization on the brink of killing themselves, which... Well, I had to revisit. I found it hauntingly familiar coming back to mind uh, the last few months with all the fiasco going on with the Gulf oil spill and other climate catastrophes impending on us. Seemed at an appropriate moment to revisit it. It's been since episode 30-ish that we've done that, so uh, good chance you haven't heard it either. So um, I think you will enjoy this four-part series, originally commissioned by the RTE, that's the public radio uh, station of Ireland. We'll be starting with episode one today, but... First, a tasty short audio snack from Final Room Productions. Um, You've heard them all through the past month on the show here. We've released episodes from the new tale, The Troll of Stony Brook. Uh, Today, something a little bit different, a five-minute standalone play um, that is satirizing our foreign policy. So uh, tell me if you sense a theme there. This ditty is called The War on Poverty. Um, Because any doubts about my uh, political leanings, here we go. Final Rune Productions presents The War on Poverty. Mr. President, mm. we have the report. Oh, yeah? Oh, let me look at that. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. You see, it follows the same strategy we've used for two other successful campaigns. Mm -hmm. It requires some considerable resources, but with the concerted effort of the military, with the American people behind us, we'll have eradicated this ill once and for all. And there's really no other way. Mr. President, we're talking about our fighting men and women here. America's best and brightest. What can we do but trust them to do what's right for America? But the numbers you're talking here... uh... Mr. President, this is something we cannot question. The budget is the budget we need to do the job. And speaking of jobs, Mr. President, this measure will create plenty of them. Tens of thousands of jobs creating new, faster, and more accurate missiles. The future of the free world depends on you, Mr. President. (sighs) All right. Let's do it. Move, move, move! All right, troops, let's show the enemy what you've got. Alpha Squad, you're flying in strike formation and we'll move in on the enemy from 6 o'clock. Bravo! You're handling alternative targets coming in over the mountains. You got that? Now move! Alpha Squad, do you copy? Sure do, General. We're moving in at your assigned bearing, and we'll be engaging the enemy in just over a minute. Copy. Keep me informed. So did the general brief you on the mission? He did. Oh, so what are we doing exactly? We're launching a strike on a new enemy. Um, what enemy exactly? Poverty. What? Poverty. We're launching an attack on the poor. Wait. (laughs) What? How do you attack poverty? The same way you attack drugs and terror. You kill all the drug dealers, you end drugs. You kill all the terrorists, you end terror. We're fighting a new war, a war on poverty. But 
Um... We're moving in to engage the enemy, General. Approximately T-minus 20. Good work, soldier. Arm up your tomahawks. Copy. But... But you can't kill poverty. We killed all the terrorists and drug dealers, didn't we? We won the war on drugs. We won the war on terror. Now kill off the poor, and you've defeated poverty. Wait, what? Ten. Nine. What, what, eight, what city is this? Seven. I fell asleep six, on the plane. Are, are we? Five. Are we in America? Four. Three. But, but that's, two, that's New York. One. That's New York. told that a new war has been launched today, a war on one of America's more pervasive and troublesome enemies, poverty. Reporting from the scene in New York is Ferret News reporter Jim Levine. Jim? Yeah, hi, Darcy. And yes, here I am, live from Manhattan in the air-conditioned comfort of Ferret News' headquarters. Somewhere in the lower Bronx, I understand, uh, the war has hit the front lines. Uh, several of America's most accurate and humanitarian bombs to date have successfully terminated at least 10,000 of the enemy. Oh, that's wonderful. Here in the studio in Dallas with me is an expert who is going to tell us all about this new war and the fancy new weapons we're using. General Spritzer, welcome to Ferret News. My pleasure to be on, Darcy. And let me tell you, this war on poverty is going to be our most triumphant to date. We're finally able to stop this enemy from undermining the American way of life and the lifestyle of the American people. Why, already, we are creating tens of thousands of jobs and new factories for the boomerang missile. The boomerang missile, you say? Oh, well, tell me more. Why, certainly. The boomerang is the most sophisticated weapon we've created to date. How it works is by summarily destroying... The War on Poverty was written, directed, and produced by Fred Greenhalge. You heard Dave Marshall as the Man in Black, Bill Dufries as the President, Burke Brimmer as the General, Hannah Kramer as the Analyst, Johnny Speckman as the Pilot, Joe Dooley as the Co-Pilot, Emily Burnham as the Anchor Woman, and Philip Hobby as the Anchor Man. Original music by Barb Truex, sound effects and additional music courtesy of SoundDogs.com and SoundRangers.com. Special thanks to the UMA Audio 319 class for the spring of 2010. For more information on Final Room Productions and to hear more of our award-winning audio dramas, visit us online, www.finalrune.com. That's F-I-N-A-L-R-O-N-E dot com. And that was Final Room Productions with The War on Poverty. And now our feature production, Roger Gregg's The Last Harbinger, Episode 1. Crazy Dog Audio Theatre presents The Last Harbinger, an elegy for shadows fleeting in twilight by Roger Gregg. Episode 1, A Big Night in Moloch. 
Our story begins in a possible place, when a door opens up through a shadow of space, on a world called Moloch, where by its own hand, it's killing itself, its air, water, and land. And as the harbinger stood at the door, in the town square of Moloch, life went on as before. The people were gathered for a special event to celebrate their land and all that it meant. Oh, there's a great crowd here tonight, Jax. Wholesome bleached families from the suburbs, Teresa. And that's what we like to see. Sure is. It's the kind of thing you'll see every day here on Channel 66, Real Good News. Yes, and you're looking especially lovely this evening, Jack. <laughs> oh, thanks, Teresa. You're not, Jules. Well, they're simply stunning. No, please, I just... Uh... Let's get a close-up on them. Zoom in, please. Oh, oh no, not... Oh, come on, you love it. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> there. Wow, Shabbat! <laughs> <laughs> they seem to like it. Well, that close-up is right up there right now on the big screen here in the town square. Right. Moloch number one! <laughs> Moloch number one! Now, Jacks. Lovely, lovely Jacks. Let's be serious. Sure, and I like being serious. That's why they made me your partner. <laughs> sure. Now, since you've joined me as my new co-anchor on Channel 66, Real Good News, we've been swamped with cards and letters all asking about your nodules. Yeah, I know. People want to know, and as award-winning journalists, we're concerned about serious morale-boosting news. So, your nodules are all natural. <laughs> I thought we agreed not. Yes. Yes, they are, Teresa. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow, the flames just shot right out. Oh, when they light it, you know, it's such a big thrill. Uh, yes, and it's such fun for the whole family. They've been soaking everything in flammable lubricant all day. Well, it is the big one. Sure is. <laughs> Let's go to camera two and show everyone the crowd gathering here tonight. That night a hole appeared in their sky, and out of the hole came the harbinger's cry. I'm holding steady at the mouth of the black hole, and it's holding stable. All systems are looking good. Making contact now. Activating the... the oh, no, wait. This, oh, this thing was on already. I knew. No, it doesn't matter. I'll just cut to the message. Uh, yes. People of Moloch, we reach out to you this night, uh, day, no, depending, with, oh, with, with a hand of friendship. I am a harbinger sent to make an announcement. At your invitation, I am authorized to enter your dimension. Please respond. This message will repeat. I repeat. This message will repeat. Uh, once I click this... Th uh, there. People of Moloch, 
We reach out to you this night. We should respond. Not just yet, Professor. Dr. Marcus, what are we waiting for? This is the chance of a lifetime. That is why we cannot let it slip through our hands, Professor. Have we a lock on the target? Not yet, Doctor. Target? Why the delay? Sir, the reason we cannot get a lock on the alien is because he is not yet in our dimension. He does not materially exist. Of course he exists. Yes, but he is on the far side of a tiny black hole of nothingness. Then let's bring him through. Have you not paid attention to his message? Message? The one repeating for the past half hour. <laughs> Professor Abigail. <laughs> I am Malthas, the most powerful man in all of Moloch. I control the most vitally viscous lubricant, the very lifeblood which lubricates and fuels all our majestic satanic mills and mighty machinery. I do not need to pay attention to anything. Yes, well... So, what does he say? Quickly, summarize. This alien says that he will enter our dimension at our invitation. Hmm, I see. Then let us invite him in. But be ready to lock onto his position immediately. Opens the channel? Yes, Professor. Wait! It behoves our civilization that our beloved figurehead, Andres Kressel, should greet the alien. And Gadriel, his mannequin wife. Really? Our big coach? Yes, our big coach. Wow! The alien has, of course, purposely chosen the night of our big festival to arrive. He obviously knows that Moloch is supreme and is trying to pay homage and curry our favor. All very morale-boosting. So, let us make the alien's arrival the centerpiece of our big coach's festival message. Summon the Cressels. Yes, Doctor. And make sure we have only the finest figurehead speechwriters. Let this alien harbinger be overwhelmed by a steaming coil of Moloch's finest vacuous platitudes. This year's big Moloch festival is wonderful to see. It reminds me of when I was a kid, you know, before the plague. Which one? The one with the boils. Oh, yes, the virus. Now, I know that some find it hard in these times to really get into the joyous, traditional festive spirit. Well, don't we know it. But, Dorissa, and I really mean this, it's so important that we find the strength and courage to really celebrate ourselves for our wonderfulness. Especially for the beautiful children. Yes, the beautiful children. Because let us remember that we are Mammon's... Big winners! That's right! <laughs> Our Lord Mammon's big winners. So let's everyone get into the spirit. Please, please! Thank you, Jax, for that touching message. Well, I just had to say it. Of course, but you're not alone. I know that the event organizers have made every effort this year, getting up before dawn, hanging the decorations, and soaking the effigies. Of course. Clearing the square of litter, vermin, the homeless. And the snap addicts, of, of course. Of course. And a big thank you to those volunteers, you know, yeah. because... These are dirty jobs. No, it's not easy. Some complain about the noise of the gunfire. Complaining? I hate seeing that, you know? It's so bad for morale. So, so unpatriotic. They might as well be a member of the threat. Well, that's right. They should be taken out and shot. Well, they are, Jack. <laughs> I mean, more often. Of course. <laughs> well, let's get out and meet some of the families here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ready to speak to us now are the Belials from My Lie, that's right? That's right. Is that far? Well, it's about an hour north along the coast. You can see the big dike from our house. Oh, that's 
Yes, it's so convenient, it's only a two-hour drive to work at the big terminal in Hale Bay. Well, it's more like two and a half, three when the river catches fire. Yeah, and is that your son over there holding the burning torch? Yeah, that's our boy. Hey, that's our Arizale. He's home on leave. Hey, Arizale! What? Come here and say hello. Hello. Hey, you're the lovely Jack Sybeco from the news. Yes, yes, I am. You must be so proud of yourself. Well, you know, you're either in or out, and he's in, and he's doing his part. Great. <laughs> Seen any action? Yeah. In the big push? Yeah, the big push. What was it like? What was it really like in an action-glamorous, morale-boosting way? Well, in an action-glamorous, morale-boosting way, it was tough. Ooh. Real tough, but we put our heads down, got the dream team to get mean with the beans, and the humps grunted and the grunts humped, and we gained a lot of ground. How much ground? About 25 yards. Sensational, but they, the others. Now, you mean those geek fleeking mooker bookers? Yes, the evil ones. Mammon, they are evil. They cheat, don't they? Well, they do try and run away when we bomb them. Disgusting. No, I mean their dirty tricks. You know, living in their own houses, in their own country and stuff, building hospitals right in their own neighborhoods. Oh, yeah, yeah, they try to do that. Cowards. And they don't wash either or believe in our one true mammon. Well, you know, it makes me sick in a, in a patriotic way that my son, one of Moloch's well-fed finest, is out there, you know, in the, in, 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 near their festering sewer hole, stuck in a heavily armored air-conditioned missile launcher, pushing those red buttons at great impersonal risk. We hear you, Dad. But your son's home now, and his new electronic artificial arm is proudly holding that torch. And it will, too, until the day I die, or the battery runs out. This is the traditional festive spirit I was talking oh. about, Dorissa. big traditional family hug. Come on, everybody. Can well, you do it? Come on, close in on the family hug. Everybody all yeah. together. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. This is what it was all about. Quickly, there's a tear. Get it closer. And as we dwell on the tears from the lovely Jack Sybaco, behind us the first wheelbarrow has arrived. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And there's the first of the books tossed onto the fire. The annual Moloch Zero Tolerance Festival is underway. And so Moloch's big coach came on hand to welcome this visitor to their mighty land. A ventriloquist's puppet to manipulate illusion, whose image was crafted to maintain delusion. And where is my screen? It's in front of you, coach. Oh, yes. Oh, these are good. It's big, isn't it? Yes, very big. I like big screens. They're big, not small. No, sir, not small. And my words for me to say? Uh, they'll come up on the screen, sir. What screen? The big one in front of you. Oh, it's big? Yes. Asterit. Yes. Asterit. Uh, yes, I'm coming in. What is wrong with oh, you? I'm sorry. We are about to go on Moloch TV. And look at me. Look at me. Uh, yes. I said, look at me. I'm well, looking. Uh, well. Yes. So, 
Uh, I'm just getting your pink apron out now, Mrs. Why Crystal. do you keep me waiting? Oh, it's wardrobe, Mrs. Crystal. Oh, they were delayed. Delayed? They're short-handed. Oh, mamma. A few of them were killed in last week's flood. Oh, that's awful. So terrible. Why is this? The dikes just don't hold like they used to. Dikes? Not dikes. My body nodules. See? Are they showing? Oh, no. Well, make them show. Really, sometimes I wonder about you. Oh, of course, um, I'll quickly, just get the pump. Quickly! Here! These nodules cost a fortune to enhance. Yeah. Big, big now. Yes. Big. Uh, I want them oh, in big, encrusted, and gnarled. Yes, I know. And the purified flames rise into the blackened sky as the people join hands in the circle of truth. It's a beautiful sight. The book burnings began over three generations ago when we, the people, recognized that a truly free society must defend itself against all forms of evil. Including evil ideas. Ideas especially. Zero tolerance for evil is necessary for freedom. Less than zero, I say. Of course, the last of the real books were burned well over 20 years ago, and now we burn artificial ones. Call me a traditionalist, Teresa, but you can't beat the flames from a real book. You mean with words on the pages? That's right. <laughs> Uh-oh, what's this? It seems that someone has leapt in front of the fire. It's an old man with a guitar, I think. Let's get closer to the action. Actual happening action news as it happens with actual new action. Let's get a close-up on him. Get away from the fire! You're ruining it for the children! Oh, well that explains it. Oh yes, I thought they were all taken care of in this morning's sanitizer. Apparently not. See that foam around the old man's mouth? Oh, just oozing. Ooh. He's an infected deviant. Stand as high as a kite. It's the snap, you know. The bad pacifying drug. Yes, they snort that snap and it makes them crazy till it kills him. Oh, wait. I think he's blind as well. Cursed by the hand of mammon. Uh, how about a little something to help this old guy out, huh? Any requests? Uh, uh, let's slow things down a bit with a song I wrote. Uh, no, really, now. Y'all gonna like this one. <laughs> oh, oh, they don't throw books now. Just, uh, just money. <laughs> Oh, but seriously, just give me a chance and I'll... I think he thinks he's trying to sing. Sing? You know, for money. <laughs> the families here are getting really upset, but they're afraid to touch him. Well, he is a carrier. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes, that young hero we spoke to earlier. A brave kid. Yes, he's taken advantage of his insulated plastic arm. And that flaming torch. He's leapt right in and look, he's setting fire to the blind deviant. Yes, that snap foam is highly flammable. <laughs> sure is. There's decent people here. Go on, get out of here. Go on. Just look at that old guy. Oops, 
He bumped into a wall. Of course. He's blind. <laughs> All is ready. This is a big thing, isn't it, Dr. Malthus? Yes, Coach, it's big. Ooh. Can we please get on with this? Well, how do I look? Fantastic, Mrs. Crescent. <laughs> Who is that, Doctor? This is Professor Abigail. She's our leading scientist. Oh, a scientist. Do you know what's happening? Yes. A tiny rift in the fabric of space has opened, <laughs> and there is a sentient being waiting on the other side trying to... What? Is something funny? You're silly. The crystals are ready. Good. Stand aside, Professor. The broadcast is starting. We're on the air in... Five, four. She's a scientist. Three, She's two, silly. <laughs> one. Are we on? And now, right on schedule, it's the big coach himself. That's right. Our figurehead, Andres Kressel, and his wonderful wife, Gadriel, are appearing on the big screen here in the town square for their annual Zero Tolerance Festival message. Hello, Mola! Hello, Big Coach! Aren't we all wonderful? We're wonderful! We sure are, darling. Happy Dominance Day! Yes, happy Dominance Day! Happy Dominance Day! Right! It's our big Zero Tolerance Festival, celebrating Moloch's wonderfulness. Look directly at the camera with enthusiasm. We're number one! Molag! Number, number one! one. <laughs> it's good to be right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And good. Because everything is either good or evil. And we are good. Ah, you're wonderful, Gadriel. Look at you. And your many enhanced nodules. <laughs> so beautiful. Well, I try, Andres, darling, because you know, appearance is everything. You bet it's a sign of being one of our Lord Mammon's chosen winners. So it's only right to want to look presentable. And to be allowed out in public. Yes, that too. But, Gadriel, isn't there something extra special about this year's festival? Well, actually, Andras, now that you mention it, we have a new special visitor coming to us tonight from far, far away. Really? Where from? Oh, that's a surprise. But let's find out because here he is now. What? You mean he's here? Yes. Well then, let's give him a big Moloch welcome! Moloch number one! Moloch number one! Welcome, stranger. We can't see you, but we, uh, we hope to hear your voice. Uh, attention, everyone! Congratulations for having the good taste to choose wonderful Moloch. Yes, Moloch! Wonderfully good, Moloch! That's right! For the people of Moloch! Our go-getting way of life is crapping all that kind with gusto! We're playing to win! A 
You don't see us starving. Or wearing indecent foreign clothes. No way. That's for sickies with the plague. Those ugly losers dying with the boils. Together. Evil. Yeah! <laughs> What? I repeat, imminent destruction. What is he saying? Stop the broadcast. Uh, but we are... Uh... Do it! Cut the commercial! <gasps> we seem to be having technical difficulties with our figurehead's message, but... checks. Uh, yes? Tell us more about your, your nodules. We're off the air. Have we stopped? Hold tight, everyone. This is a crisis. It feels like we've stopped. My nodules are sagging. Put me onto the alien. Yes, Doctor. Your line is open. Hello? Hello? And make sure to record this. Yes, Doctor. Hello, alien. This is Dr. Malthus. Hello, Doctor. Is something wrong? My message... Was stopped, yes. Yes, you see, we've developed a technical fault. Now, you speak of destruction. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Imminent destruction. Who's imminent destruction? Well, um, you, uh, you all might want to sit down. What? Well, well, what I have to say is, um, well, it, it, it's a lot to take in. I do not need to sit down. <laughs> Can I sit down? You are sitting down, sir. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Will someone please get my siphon bomb? Of course. I'll go get us. Proceed. Well, our monitoring has recorded certain distressing developments on, um, on, on, your, on your planet. Such as? Okay, well, uh, we have a list here. Now, it's kind of long. Um, here, oh, yeah, yeah, here. Uh, well, you've burned up your forests. Uh, your ice caps are gone. Uh, the, yeah, the light from your sun is killing you. Uh, your oceans are rising. Um, the system of dikes you built all along your coast, well, that's going to collapse any day now. Oh. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, the crazy thing is, well, well there's, there's lots of crazy things, actually, but, like, rather than sort of slowing down your use of fuels, you've actually sort of sped up your use of fuels. Lubricant. Yes, yes, what, what you call the, um, the lubricant. And, you know, right away, I mean, that has got to be stopped. Stop lubricant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shut it all down, you know, like right away. Oh. Yeah. That might be a tad difficult. Well, you know, I mean, sort of millions of you are sort of dying from poisoned water and hunger and diseases and, you know, all preventable. Oh. You see, the, the real problem underlying all of, well, all of this, I suppose, is that less than 10% of you consume over 80%. 80% of what? What? He said everything. I heard what he said. And, and it seems absurdly insane to us that you spend sort of more of your time on protecting this imbalance that you call sort of a, a way of life with sort of huge stockpiles of weapons than you, than you do on trying to fix things. And now, like, the final straw in all of this is that our sensors have detected that your leading scientist, Professor Abigor... Oh, by the way, um, is she there? Yes, I am here. Oh, hello. Hello. Yeah, great. Anyway... She has isolated the element, Mysteria Magnum. What? How did you... Element? Know? What element, Professor? It is a new element that I have stabilised. I believe it might have potential to unlock the subatomic strings of matter. And? Such power could be... Could be what? Limitless. The, um, the Professor is correct. Why was I not informed of this? 
I have only just succeeded in stabilizing one small sample. You see, the thing is, your so-called civilization is... Well, it's not really qualified to handle such materials. Well, that's why I've been sent. Oh, really? Yes. See, my message must be relayed to your planet before it's too late. See, the bottom line is, you're consuming all of your resources much faster than they're being replaced. He's right. It's simple extrapolation. I mean, you are doomed to self-destruction unless you change. You see, the real truth is that you're looking, well, you're looking for happiness in all the wrong places. But you know, we can help you change. This is incredible. It's the opportunity of a lifetime. Yes, this is an opportunity. The strange harbinger, proceed with your entry. Come into our light where we can embrace you. Oh, really? Oh, yes. We shall arrange everything in accordance with your wishes. We'll be standing by. Over and out. Contact Miss Alcommand at once. I want that thing brought down the moment it appears in our sky. Yes, sir. Doctor, the being is a peaceful emissary. You can't shoot him down. Did you not hear his outlandish threats? Hello, I'm hungry. Here, Mr. Kressel. <sighs> See, in your little sweetie's bag? Oh, yes. This all is armed and ready to fire. That's a nice one. I have a special announcement written for the Kressels. Saying what, sir? What one? Saying there is a new threat among us. The usual things, paranoia, fear, suspicion, intolerance, mm. but heightened to ultra-level 13. Yes, sir. Ultra-level 13. Doctor, I must object to this. Objection noted. Was I good? Wonderful, sir. Very sincere. <laughs> the alien must be downed and captured alive along with his technology. Yes, Doctor. I can't let you do this. Uh, hello? Uh, come in. Come in, please. Guards, quickly. Hello? Hello? Professor come in, Abigor please. Professor is overwhelmed and has lost control of herself. Please restrain her. Unhand me! I want to know more about this new element that you've found. This is not the way! This is a big thing, isn't it, Dr. Malthus? Yes, Coach, it's big. You've been listening to episode one of Crazy Dog Audio Theatre's The Last Harbinger, featuring Simon O'Gorman, Deirdre Malloy, Morgan Jones, Georgina Miller, Dermot McGuinness, Karen Ardiff, David Murray, Roger Gregg, Phil Proctor, and Melinda Peterson. Dialogue recording by Mark McGrath, floor manager Siobhan Mannion. The Last Harbinger was written, directed, and produced by Roger Gregg. Find out more. Visit our website at crazydogaudiotheatre.com. And that was Roger Gregg with The Last Harbinger, Episode 1. Keep your ears tuned to Radio Drama Revival for more episodes of this darkly satirical sci-fi comedy. In the meantime, plenty of other listening to be had, as well as somewhere around 150 hours of material up at radiodramarevival.com. And new ways to connect with us, you can follow me on Twitter, or follow the show on Twitter, rather, at Radio Drama. Uh, I personally am at Final Rune, F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E, like uh, Final Rune Productions. You can also search Facebook for Radio Drama Revival. Uh, Radio Drama Revival is our Facebook page. And iTunes, the ever-popular iTunes, find us Radio Drama Revival. That wraps it up for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Greater Portland, Maine's community radio station. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com. It's a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. <laughs>